Good morning. <laughs> what up? What is good, my brother? What is good? You know, chilling, living life. I know that's right. As a gangster supposed to, you know? Oh, you're, you're doing G shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh. We're here, folks. Super duty tough work. Bright and early. Early morning edition. Heard. Back to these. And, uh, you know, missed last week. Yeah. But brothers were sleeping, resting. Doing other things. Mm-hmm. But we never gone for long. Right. You know, the mission continues. The saga continues. With the most infamous podcast on planet Earth. Super right. duty. Tough work. Brought to you by your boy, Printnificence. Illogic over there. You know. And yourself for supporting this podcast the way you do and so uh you know this week we just gonna jump right in this is a topic that i think many of our listeners will relate to and it's a topic of this week's discussion is why is it so tough to make it in music why um, and this, this, this list of things we're going to talk about has nothing to do with talent. Nothing really to do with talent. It's something that I thought about as I've been getting deeper into my driving career, you know, mm. driving this truck. I'm like over two months in. And I see things in the trucking that I'm like, damn, I wish they had that over there. <laughs> why didn't we have that in music why why why, why would it set up like that and so it made me start asking myself man this is these little things are probably why making it in music is so difficult now disclaimer you know Elijah and i have both quote unquote made it in music we've both got to the point where music was our sole source of income you know, Logic did it for several years. He was full-time artist before I was. And I concluded 20 years of it, shit, just a couple months ago when I took this job. That's the first time in 20 years that I've done anything other than music. Um, and had it not been for this damn worldwide uh, shutdown and pandemic, I don't even know if I would have made that decision then. I probably would have tried to stick it out a little longer. But, you know, here we are. And uh, I've noticed some things about the music industry um, as I'm working now, I'm like, man, we need those. And I think for many of you who have aspirations of becoming full-time artists, maybe this discussion will kind of open your eyes as to some of the reasons why it might be tougher for you. And as you hear us discuss these things, it might give you some ideas for ways to resolve these situations, to get around them, find solutions for these, these things we're going to bring up. And so, uh, all that said, take a break. We'll be right back. 
We got you stuck off the realness The most infamous, you heard of us Official podcast murderers The show comes equipped with few points to share Grown man ideas for all those who care And wanna grow, so go ahead and download Every single week with a brand new episode You're not alone in this world, cousin So we share information and honest discussion And keep repping the culture like we supposed to They spread gossip, but they never come closer I can hear it inside their tone They talk about the industry, but never left their home You get laced up with bullet points and such Plus empowering topics that they never would touch You can put your whole network against the team But Super Duty Tough Works the MVP Most valuable podcast on MP3 Priceless info, but all of it's free So take these words home and think them through Super Duty Tough Work is coming at you You are now listening to Super Duty Tough Work With your host Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Alright folks, we're back. Super duty, tough work. Blueprint, illogic. Today, we're talking about why making it in the music industry is so hard. Now this whole topic has been in my head for a few weeks now. And it was sparked by a conversation I had with a more experienced driver before I even decided to get my CDL. And I didn't understand it until I got my CDL. And my guy, JB, said to me, he said, Al, everything in trucking is set up for you to win. And I was like, all right, I didn't really know what he meant. This is before I went to to trucking school. He's like, you ain't going to get it now. He said, when you get into it, you're going to see they want you to win in trucking. And I was like, and he was like, he goes on and says, look, man, he said, look at, look at trucking. You got this driver shortage. You got companies who uh, struggle to keep people, you know, because people have, there's so many jobs and so many opportunities. Guys can just bounce around at will. Um, he said, and so when people actually, get you into the, 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 the funnel. They don't want you coming out of that joint. Mm-hmm. They don't want you coming out. They want to keep you. They want to retain their talent. They don't want to be, you know, uh, shorthanded. He said, but he said, but at every level trucking is set up for you to win. And I was like, yeah, let's see, you know, coming from the music industry. It's kind of, we don't really say that over here. Cause it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. It's not. So, you know, I was a bit skeptical. A bit skeptical. Okay, let me see what this thing talking about. I've been, this is my third month driving solo. And I got to say, everything he said is fucking true. The second week of school, I noticed that it was different. And so, you know, we're going to touch on some of these things in here, but it's like, when you see it, it becomes so clear. Like this is a lot of this is why it's so hard for guys and even the talented to have successful music careers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the number one thing that I'm going to point out as to why it's so difficult to make it in the music industry is that there's no apprenticeships. Mm. Now that isn't to say that artists don't help each other, you know, 
uh, the main one of the main reasons I was able to have careers and we all were able to kind of have careers in music is because experienced artists taught us, you know, like I went out with Slug and Atmosphere and Rhyme Sayers touring and they had a model where they took their newer artists on tour with the more experienced artists. Right. So you learned everything on the job training. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like being an apprentice. You were in a training program to become a touring artist. What I learned, I took back me and you and Prism started doing it. You mm-hmm. started going out with your own DJs doing it. We exchanged stuff. You went out with idea and abilities. All of us learned. And when we and when you took out artists, you taught them what you knew. Mm-hmm. It was somewhat of an apprentice program. Right. But to be honest, that's the exception of the music industry. Facts. You don't see major label major label artists taking younger artists on tour with them every time you don't see uh jay-z did he never had an obligation there was a period where the rock was tight and he would take they would do rockefeller tours right right but there'd be many other times he would tour and he wouldn't bring one of them acts on with him Mm -hmm. you know you look at some there's other independent labels they didn't have a model where their largest flagship act had to bring the the newer acts out with them to get them exposure to their fan base. Right. It's not the norm for older artists to take younger artists under the wing and keep them under fold until they're good enough, successful enough to go on their own and do it. And then they keep and they do the same thing for somebody else. That's not the model in the music industry. Right. That's the model in trucking in the trades mm-hmm. and that's why it's so difficult to make it in music you're largely on your own to figure shit out right when we were figuring out shit with waitlist we would always talk about man we were some of these older artists would help us mm-hmm. how come these oldest artists they fucking hating on us how come they not taking us to the side sharing jewels or you know what i'm saying or taking us under wing we figured out everything we knew about how to be how to sell music how to market music how to play and book shows promote shows how to run a website we learned it on the job yeah we got the website then we figured out how to make a website mm-hmm. you know we installed the e-commerce software then we figured out on the fly how to make it work no one told us this shit. We didn't know what a door deal was till we started trying to book our own shows. We didn't know well, what it, you know? Well, in the in defense of the cats here in Columbus, we was the first ones doing a lot of this shit. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't have anybody to really turn to and ask questions to. You yeah. know, like we were the, one of the first groups ever doing shows outside of Columbus, you know, outside of Ohio, you know, having a website, having actually selling merchandise. Like we were some of the first to ever do that. So, you know, in their defense, there was nobody really for us to turn to. And that's true. (laughs) And, you know, nobody really to take us under wing and say, you know, this and that, you know? Yeah. Cause it was largely uncharted territory. Yeah. But when you look at some of these older fields, older trades from electric to HVAC to fucking carpentry, plumbing, Mm -hmm. although even uh, truck driving in there is an older trade, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. They have a system in place where you like you got to train until you're ready. 
Yeah. You know, like I trained for three weeks. I could have trained for six weeks. It was all dependent on how I did when I got in that truck. Could I drive at night? How was I doing in city driving? How's my turns? How's my backing? How's my, you know what I'm saying? Like all these things that you got to learn about driving. I was not allowed to get my own truck and go out on my own until I proved and was evaluated on those things. We don't really have that. And uh, because we don't, newer artists, I think, spend more time doing things that don't quite matter as much as they, as they could be doing, you know, high impact things. You know? Yeah, I think it's it's real interesting these days because, you know, back in the day, there was somewhat of an apprenticeship program. It wasn't even a program, but because everybody couldn't afford equipment back then. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Everybody didn't have a means to make beats. Everybody didn't have means to record. So one of the reasons now that is so different, and I think cats make it difficult because they won't ask for help because they think they can do it on their own because all they got to do is download FL Studio or, you know, Ableton on their computer or GarageBand even. And, yeah, you know, you can start making beats today if you've never done it before, you know, and YouTube is, you know, YouTube University is like their school and they don't really ask for help because they don't think they need it. But it is mm. important to have someone with that experience. You know, it's just like a doctor with a residency program. Yeah. Like, you're not, you don't get to just be a doctor on your own. You got to be a resident for like two years before you can even, yep. you know, get your own practice or any of that stuff. So, you know, it's very important, but I, I think, I think the fact that the um, technology now has made it so readily available for everybody to be able to become quote unquote an artist yeah. that, you know, people don't even ask for help, even though mm. it may be available. You know what I'm saying? So I it's, think that's part of the issue too. Yeah, it's true. You know, we were fortunate because, you know, we had the opportunity to be friends with the guys from Rhymesayers. So as Rhymesayers was coming up, we were coming up. And mm -hmm. so we we're sitting there exchanging information, whether it was how do you, that's who I was learning from. Like I was mm -hmm. talking to Sadiq and we'd be dealing with distributors for our first time as they would already be having dealing with distributors a year or two ahead of us. Hey, right. what's this? How do you do this? How do you contact them what do i send them oh a one sheet what's a, how, what's a one sheet look like okay what do you put there what should i put how does you know like all of these things that you didn't understand okay how do returns work how to you know how do we how do end caps work what are these retail programs these are things we all had to learn on the fly mm -hmm. and no one there was just no nothing set up to just say okay here's the path we're going to teach you these things and when you get them you'll be ready to go right but we didn't have that and I think that puts a lot of uh, aspiring musicians and artists at a disadvantage. That's number one. Number two thing that makes it difficult to have a career in the music industry is that music itself is not essential. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let them know. <laughs> Let them know. Music is not essential. Ain't nobody uh, going to die if you don't put that single out. Nah, nah, bro. <laughs> no one's starving. It's not, you know, life will go on if you if you stop putting out records. It will. Yeah, yeah. If the last two years didn't teach you anything about the music industry, it should have been that this shit is not essential. Mm -hmm. In the eyes of the whole world, 
your whole shit got shut down. No one gave a fuck. In fact, you was the first places to get shut down and the last places to open up. Yep. <laughs> what should that tell you about how people view the music industry? They don't give a fuck. It's there. They enjoy it. It's not. Mm-hmm. They got shit to do. Yeah. It's entertainment. Entertainment yeah. is not essential. <sighs> it's not food. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Bars, bars and clubs was closed, but grocery stores were still open. Like, uh, hello. It's not, it's not a necessity, you know, for some reason, for some people, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it, it feels like a necessity, but if it's not there, you can still survive. You can still go on. Yeah. Life might not be as enjoyable, Yep. but life will go on. Hello. And, and, and what does that mean for the average musician? It means that your job is made all the more difficult because people don't necessarily need what you have. Mm-hmm. You have to spend more time convincing people that they fucking need or want what you have to offer. And uh, that's much more difficult than a motherfucker who says, hey, I'm going to just get my CDL. I got my C. I had a job before I got my CDL. What the fuck does that tell you? The day I signed up, and got accepted to trucking school. They were like, oh, you're pre-hired by Warner. How? I ain't even started school yet. Mm-hmm. If you want the offer at the end, assuming you get your CDL at the end, the job is yours. This is the same for everybody in trucking and everybody in essential service. You ain't mm-hmm. see nurses out here starving, right? Doctors starving. You ain't see uh, you you ain't seen no contractors. You ain't never seen a broke electrician, <laughs> right? Never right. seen a broke HVAC person. It ain't because if it is, it's not because they don't make money. I mean, they may not know how to spend it or keep it. But they got money because this shit is essential. You're going to always need certain things. You know, uh, and, and in certain fields, certain people will always have an easier path to success right. because what they do is needed. Like you said, like we may think it's needed because we love it so much. Right. Some people need music like they need air. It's like, yo, if I don't hear listen to music, it, it fucks with your mental health. Some people, you know, I get it. But to the larger population, music is not essential. And because it's not essential, everyone is kind of looking at you like, yeah, if you make it cool, if you don't, I, I, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But ain't nobody feeling that way when they fucking uh, groceries double in price. You know, right, right. When they need know. plumbing. Yeah. When that toilet <laughs> stopped up. I bet you they be on the phone ASAP. Oh, hold on, man. My fucking toilet not working. Hey, can you get over here today? I need this now. Now. Yeah. The, uh, hey, look. How much it costs for you to come out? Whatever. Just come out. Fix my toilet. It's not like that. Um, it's not like that when you really look at uh, music. Mm-hmm. Music and art is, it's, it's, we get excited about it, but it's not essential. Yeah. And so to, to all my artists out there, uh, it's something to keep in mind. And it's something that, you know, I've noticed since I've been working, cause it's like, man, because, you know, drivers, truck drivers are basically essential employees. It's like the whole game is different. Mm-hmm. You know, I know guys who have like, uh, only been driving a year, have like two, three accidents. 
you know, have gotten in trouble for all kind of shit. Ain't got fired. She, she, you would. It's the type of shit where in any other environment they'd have got fired on the first or second day. Mm. In trucking, it's like ah, give him another chance. <laughs> Can't afford to lose him. <laughs> right, right. Make him take some more training. We're gonna sign you up for some training, you know, because we just want to make sure you trained right. We're not gonna fire this man because we need this boy. You know, he's still he's still working effectively. You know, it's just mm. not worth it. That's not really what it's like out there for the majority of people. You know what I'm saying? Artists, artists are not, not even just artists, right? But the majority of people don't have jobs that it's very difficult to get fired from. Like right. you, you got to fuck up, fuck up, fuck up, like royally fuck up to get fired as a goddamn trucker. Like you have one bad release as an artist, you unemployed. <laughs> right, right. One bad release and like your next five years is fucked. <laughs> That's it. You know? Oh, remember when he used to beat it, man? Yeah, we. I don't, I don't know. We used to rock with him, man. This motherfucker done fell off. <laughs> or you, or I mean, just in the entertainment industry, you know, as a whole, you say the wrong thing. Yes, your shit done. can be fucked up. You canceled. You canceled. tweet the wrong thing. You're done. You out of here. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. That's it's so volatile, yeah. man. You can tweet the right thing at the wrong time, and you're done. Right, right. <laughs> you didn't say nothing wrong. You just said at the wrong time. Yeah. It's a little too early on that take. Yeah. Wrong <laughs> people were listening. Wrong people were listening. Six months from now, exactly what you said is going to be accepted across, you know what I'm saying, the, yeah. the whole world. It's not going to be no crazy shit. You was right, but you was at the wrong time, son. Yeah. Fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap. Rap you son. You out of here, man. Since works ain't gotta worry about that shit, man. They not worried about that, man. So yeah, that's number two. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. This is your weekly reminder that we have two books that you, as a listener or watcher of this podcast, need to absolutely own. The first is the 10 traits of successful hip hop artists. And the second is the social media cheat code. Both of these books were released within the last year. The 10 traits of successful hip hop artists is a book where I go through the stories and explain the traits that uh, are behind the success of some of the biggest names in hip hop today. Um, the book has got nothing but amazing feedback. And if you are an artist, business person, whatever you do, if you would like to be inspired and would like to learn more about hip hop, along the way and also see some some reinforcement of the concepts that we talk about on this podcast the 10 traits of successful hip-hop is for you second book is the social media cheat code that is for everyone who listens to this podcast who does not uh, consider themselves an expert or really good at social media it's not for super experienced people it's actually for people who are on social media but are not getting the results you need so what we did is i broke down like 12 or 13 strategies that I use all the time that actually work really well for me. I put it into book. I gave you examples and I tell you how to implement it. That's a book you absolutely need as a listener to this podcast, watcher this podcast. If you're on YouTube, supporting these books actually goes a long way towards supporting the podcast. So uh, to support the show, if you like what we do, obviously we don't necessarily get paid to do this shit. So support the products and services that we create. And these two books are a big part of that. We appreciate your support and uh, back to the show. All right, folks, we back. Super duty, tough work. Talking about why making it in the music industry is so difficult. 
We got two down. The next point we got, point number three, is that there is no definitive path to success. You see, before I even decided to get my CDL, I was looking, I'm seeing people it's like it's a path. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. you get your CDL, you get a job as a you know company driver, and then that's considered a success. Mm-hmm. But you can save up, buy your own truck, become an owner operator, and make even more bread. That's a definitive path. When I was a computer programmer, I'll oh, get your computer science degree. You know, there's jobs out here for you. You should have one of them probably before you graduate. You go work, you become junior analyst, analyst, senior analyst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like project manager, you right. know, team leader. It's, it's, a, it's a hierarchy, right? You see it. Where that at in music? Nowhere. Because you can, you can blow today. <laughs> Right. You know what I'm saying? You can have a, a viral moment and become the biggest thing spoken for the next two weeks. Yeah. Or nobody will ever know who you are. It's right. like <laughs> right. it's two sides of the same coin, though. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. I don't know. You could be doing exact same thing as the next Exact thing. same thing. They exact can blow up, thing. you cannot. Yeah. They they can have a pad like it, like they can go from literally no fans to millions of fans almost overnight mm-hmm. by having one thing that sticks yeah. or finding one thing that works. That one thing that works for them ain't going to work for you. But everybody who goes through those steps in those other situations tends to end up in the same places. It's like a ladder. It's a mm-hmm. hierarchy that you just climb up. The more experienced you are, the more likely you are to be successful. Yep. Music doesn't have the same dynamic of, the more experienced you are, the more likely you are to be successful. Because mm. as you pointed out, fools will come right out the streets, write their first rhyming song and blow up. Yeah. Have never the game is a, The game is a great example. Yes. Dude was rapping for less than a year before he got signed to Dre. And, and, and sold millions of records. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, yeah. look at fucking Cardi B. Where was yeah. Cardi? Well, when was Cardi B doing music before? <laughs> she was a fucking reality show star. She was a stripper. Stripper. She wasn't yeah. writing raps. That was her. That was her job. She was a yeah. stripper and a reality show star. She wasn't because she was trying. Yeah. She was trying. She wasn't performing at no local rap showcases. No. She wasn't at the open mic. She wasn't recording and, and putting out demos and mixed. No. She went straight from that to a number one song. <laughs> <laughs> there's no definitive path for success in music what works for one person might not work for the next person you know someone could you could try something and you could fail at it the next person can do it and fucking have massive success with it yeah it leads to this thing where like because there's no path for success a lot of people are just trying to figure out things as they go you, and some will work to some degree, some will not. It's very difficult to put together a definitive plan because there's no definitive plan path to success. And what makes it even more complicated is that music is objective. Mm-hmm. Like what we like, who, who the fuck knows? Everyone's taste is just, it's their taste, you know? Yeah. It's not math. It's like, yeah, this song is dope. No, nah, don't like that one. 
Right, same song. Same song. <laughs> Motherfucker bit me, yo, this is the song of the year. Other people, yo, this song is the worst song I heard in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and so a lot of times as an artist, you will be literally guessing, trying to find a path that works for you. Our path was kind of set, uh, like you said, we figured out a lot of things on the fly because in Columbus, no one was doing what we were doing. Mm-hmm. We were the, one of the first groups starting our own headlining shows, booking clubs on our own, doing our own street team stuff, not being booked by any promoters uh, in a city, uh, booking ourselves out of town. We had mm-hmm. some peers who were doing it, but they hadn't blown up, blown up, you know what I mean, right. doing it. And so we were just doing what we saw them doing mm-hmm. um, and doing it locally. And, uh, but there's nothing definitive about that. There's no guarantees that it was going to work. Right. You know, we have peers who just like us did not have the same level of success that we had. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, that makes the music industry that much harder. That's number three. Number four reason why. Making it in music so difficult is that there is a higher standard of success in the music industry. Yeah. And by that, I mean, overall, when people think about becoming a successful hip hop artist, 99% of the population is not thinking about guys like you and me. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) They're thinking about. Eminem, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Dre, right. Kanye. They, they go straight to the massive success. Yeah, you tell somebody you sold a thousand copies or something, they like, what is that? I don't understand. Not understanding that, you know, my margins yeah. got yeah. me living life out here. They'll you know like, what I mean? They'll be like, that's it? Right. That's uh, what they're going to say. Damn, you only sold a thousand? Good try. Maybe next time, champ. <laughs> Stay at it. Right. <laughs> That's not success to the average person. Right. But like you said, if you if you make an eight dollars a record and you sell a thousand records, you make some <laughs> make some bread. Yeah. You make some bread. You know, way more than you would have made working that job right there to there. Right. You know. But to that, it, it's it's wild though because because there is a higher standard of success what's considered a successful musician so many artists are not willing to settle for anything less than that highest level right they're like man look if i can't be that i only want to try fuck i want to be an underground artist for Mm -hmm. fuck i want to be an independent artist for if i'm not like these motherfuckers i'm gonna get a regular job or I ain't even going to rap no more. And uh, it just creates a weird thing because the, the, not only do the fans get it fucked up, but the artists and the industry gets it fucked up too. Yeah, definitely. So that's number four. Let's do number five. Number five. Oh, I just noticed I got these uh, numbered wrong. You probably caught it. We actually have one more bullet point than we should. Number five thing, reason why the music industry, uh, why it's so difficult to make it in the music industry is that there is no collective win. 
No collective win. This goes back to what I was saying about how trucking is set up for you to win. From the moment I got to trucking school, I looked at it like I look at everything else. I have to be the best. This is a test for me to see how I can do. And I remember my second, the end of my first week of class, you know, is when I kind of started seeing things differently because there was this test, right? And I studied my ass off for this test. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that I knew it was, like, it was like everything that was like on our CDL test plus more stuff. And it was a multiple choice test. And we knew we was going to take it, you know, that afternoon. And I was like, okay, yeah, I think I, I, I'm, I'm think I'm going to be prepared for this. You know, so we get to class and uh, it's like 10 of us in this class and the teacher's like, hey, um, are y'all ready to take this test? Some guy's like, dang, you know, everybody. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to take this. Because I've been studying. Then she's like, all right. Uh, pull up the test on your on your on your uh, computer. So we pull up the test go to the first thing and then we proceed to take the test as a class meaning okay question number one here's a question what's the answer guys (laughs) i I think it's c a no it's d all the above it's actually a okay write down a (laughs) okay question number two what is that, 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 that uh b yep that's right okay everybody put b down <laughs> look 100 questions we just sat there and took the whole test together mm. all the cl- and everyone got 100 percent. that's dope <laughs> the first two questions here's what's funny i got mad because i was like yo i'm not even gonna be- know whether i got this shit right or not <laughs> I was pissed because I was like not used to that shit. But well, here's the thing: like the trucking schools decided that, like, yo, for this test right here, and this wasn't like my CDL test. This was just like trucking school tests. You know, mm-hmm. this is one of the tests we took many tests like this, where they decided that it was better to have everybody know the answers, right, and move forward than it was to have a couple individuals in there get a hundred. Somebody flunk it, have to take it again. The whole class got to wait. And then they ain't ready to go out and work on the trucks when it's time. And then because they sitting here taking this test for five hours. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I was like, what the fuck is this? But they cared. (laughs) It was a collective win. Right. They're set up for you to win. The music industry don't work like that. Hell no. Dog, this is what's funny. The first test we took, we had this thing called a pre-trip exam where you got to go through the thing and name all these parts and name their function and state their condition. You know, my alternator is belt driven. It's got three electric holes. It's not cracked for eight of business. You know what I mean? Like you got to go through all this shit. It has no more than three quarters of an inch of play on this belt. And it's, you got to memorize this shit. It's like 300 fucking points of shit you got to do. And you got to get it. You got to pass it. You know, you get like 20 minutes to do it. So you got to. It's for some people, it's the hardest part of school. There's so much about this shit that's fucking hilarious. So this dude, my, my dude, uh, Anandil, you know, our, my Haitian brother, he was having problems with the, with the language barrier. Mm. 
And so everybody else was starting to catch it. You know, we nervous for the day for the test. That morning we come in, we do it. No one has it, you know, the the morning before we had it that day. Okay, cool. Next day, everybody's taking a test. I go first. You know, I get a 97. Now, no one is my guy Anandio, he went like fifth or sixth. This man got the lowest score ever. Mm. He got like a 12% or some shit like that. He comes back over there. No, he don't even come back over there. She's sitting there just pissed, our teacher, watching him fail. We, we are like 200 yards away, but we could see the body language that it's not going good for my man. <laughs> We're like, damn, I don't think he's passing this shit. She comes over there and says, why y'all let him, uh, y'all knew he didn't know his shit. Why y'all let him come take this test? He got a fucking 12%. <laughs> she said when he gets done all of y'all are gonna help him pass this fucking test or y'all don't get to move on we was like oh shit you know and it was like me and all my own, we all got like 90s and 100s and shit like my guy Zach went after me this motherfucker got a 99% and so but it was like in that afternoon what we do for 2-3 hours with this man we sat out there in that fucking lot and worked with him so he could pass this fucking pre-trip test. Collective win. And they would yeah. tell us, yo, if he don't pass it, y'all can't go on to the next thing. It was just, we like, whoa, wait a minute. Why, is, why do we got to get held back? Because he didn't know the shit. We was all out there studying together. Where does that add in the music industry? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> sure, sometimes it feels like helping people hold you back. Come on, say it again, man. <laughs> I mean that's but that's that's how they that's how they show us too. Like when you yeah. help somebody, a lot of times you move slower. It holds you back. You can't get your shine. You know this yeah. is why groups break up. Yeah, this is why groups break up because one motherfucker trying to get their shine, or that dude is one of the most talented in the group, and you know there's jealousy. So motherfuckers don't want to follow. They don't want to fall under somebody else and just be. You know it's a it's a win. If he wins, it's a win for the group. If we still a group. Yeah, yeah, but some cats don't want to don't want to give up that shine. Don't want to give up that light, and sometimes it's the best way to go. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, trucking the truck has made me reevaluate a lot of things about the music industry. That's what mm. I'm. I'm like, man, you you will have some crews who are on some, you know, we no man left behind shit. Like we all right. coming through here, or nobody coming through here. Mm-hmm. But overall, the music industry is is it's kind of built on this practice of like you're saying breaking up groups mm-hmm. uh, isolating the best members and making those who are the least popular feel unwanted or you yeah. know or like they don't have a shot or like they don't matter because they're not the main guy right you know um and what i've seen in truck it's the opposite it's like yo you when i first got on on the team i drive for now i kind of drive for now my my manager's like okay here's my number but here's the numbers to three or four other drivers so that you can ask them questions you may have if you're uncomfortable asking me some stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because overall, they look at it like everybody's success helps everybody. Right. The safer you are, the better we look. Mm-hmm. You know, the more you know, the longer you out here, the less access you have. We all do well. We mm-hmm. all make more bread. The music industry don't really look at it like that, man. Yeah. 
And uh, it's, it's, there's no collective wins in the music industry. It's like you won by yourself. You failed by yourself. It's your fault. Yeah. Even on major labels, like there's no, like, because, I mean, you look at like Rockefeller, that's really mm -hmm. independent. You know, the the, yeah. the the cash monies of the world, like those are really independent labels in the midst of the industry. But you look yeah. at a Def Jam, you look at a, you know, J Records, like some of these big, they they didn't care if everybody won. You know what I'm saying? They they wanted everybody to win, but they didn't put in the work to make sure everybody won. You know, yeah. and you have you had cats like you know Cash Money and stuff. They needed everybody to win in order for them to be solidified in the industry. So they yeah. put you know some of the best beats on certain albums that might not have been hit albums, but just to make sure that you know they made a mark. You know, Rhyme Sayers, Weightless. You know, was our great examples. Def Jux, like all the our great yeah. examples of that collective win mentality because we had to. Yeah. We had no fucking choice. That was the only way we could even. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the only way. Eat. Yeah, that's the only way we could eat is if everybody was was making was making moves. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's true, man. But yeah, no collective win. We'll do one more, one more of these. Uh, hold on, that was number five. Yeah, sure. that was number five. Okay, yep. yeah. We'll do number, number six. six. Okay, number six reason why it's difficult to make it in the music industry is that what I like to refer to as the moving target of success. Mm -hmm. Music has this thing and art has this thing where what is dope today is not necessarily dope tomorrow. Come on. There's a cultural element of the shit. Cultural shifts, changes, and societal shifts impact art. Mm -hmm. How we view art, what's considered dope today, ain't considered dope tomorrow. What was considered corny yesterday, maybe being a fake gangster, is, could be accepted right now. Yep. People just look at it as acting and music. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so this is a moving target. Yeah. You could make a record that sounds great today but in two years from now, it can sound dated yeah. based on how fast the culture has shifted. You can make a record that sounded like shit two years ago because no one understood what the fuck you were on. Mm -hmm. And in two years from now, it's thought to be genius. Right. It's a moving target. It's never, it's never at the same place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And as an artist, you're just aiming for that thing, hoping that you hit it. Mm -hmm. that's unique to music being a trucker is being a trucker is being a trucker mm -hmm. in 1975 2022 <laughs> right, right it's the same yeah most trades are like that you know yeah. what i'm saying an electrician in 1995 is no different than an electrician in 2025 it's not a moving target. It's in the same place. Mm -hmm. They may make the target a little bigger. Yep. You know what I mean? But it ain't moving. It's like, oh, no, it's easier to become an electrician. It's easier to become a fucking truck driver. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's easier to get your age back. Music is like this. This is the target. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the only thing that changes with trades is technology. That's it. You know what I'm saying? But the steps are still the same. Yeah. You know. It's, it's just like whack-a-mole, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the moving target of success is different. You know, 
Uh, and, and, you know, as we referred to earlier, it's already that people have a higher standard of success. Mm -hmm. They feel like if you're going to be a successful artist, they want to see the cars, the chains, the, all of the fly, you know what I'm saying? Shit that come along with it. You can't be no blue collar uh, rapper like us. Right. You can't be no, you know, middle class, upper middle class hip hop artist. Uh, that's a failure to them. Mm -hmm. And when you couple that with the fact that just being successful, period, is the target is so hard to fucking hit and it's always moving. This is way different than any other industry, man. Yeah, it is. I mean, most art, most artistic industries are, are, are like yeah. that. Yeah. Cause everything is trendy, you know, fucking fashion design yeah. for God's sakes. You know what I mean? Like actual artists that are painters or sculptors. Yeah. You know, having that one piece that actually sells for some money, you know how hard that is. Yes. You hit. <laughs> You now, know what I mean? You do it twice. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Very difficult, man. You could you could be doing the same thing. And 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 here's another crazy dynamic to the moving target principles that you could be doing the same thing just as good as you were doing it 10 years ago and no one gives a fuck now. Mhm. Mm yep. They've moved on. Yep. They're over it. They'll say that you, you know, you you you're boring. You keep doing the same record. You know, where someone else could be doing the same record and getting praise for it because where yep. they started at ain't where they ended at. It's yep. just how people view it. But yeah, that's the moving target thing. And so, uh, yeah, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Sure. Quick announcement. Over the years, we've frequently been asked by the listeners of our show if we would ever open up our platform to the public for advertising. We've always been interested in doing it, but in the past, we never had the systems in place to make it work properly. I'm proud to announce that we are now officially accepting advertising from the public on Super Duty Tough Work. Meaning, if you are a business owner or an artist and would like to create more awareness about your product, service, or release on our platform, we're now in a position to be able to do that. For more information, Email us at superdutytoughwork at weightless.net. That's superdutytoughwork at weightless.net. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you would like to promote, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible about whether it's a good fit and go from there. Thanks for your time. Back to the show. Super Duty tough work yeah blueprint illogic talking about why is it so difficult to make it in the music industry and uh we got two more points point number seven is the relevance factor this is something that older artists have a unique understanding of that younger artists do not yes when you're young in the game, I should say, you feel like you will always be at least as relevant, as popular as you are now. Mm -hmm. You don't think there will ever come a time when the press won't write about you. Mm -hmm. When something you put out won't get the collective buzz that it did at the beginning of your career. And you are in for a rude awakening, my friend. 
<laughs> you are sadly mistaken. <laughs> There's this thing that that hangs above every artist. Mm -hmm. You know, this gray cloud that could just burst at any moment. Mm -hmm. And it's called relevance. <laughs> <laughs> The relevance cloud is always there. And sometimes, although we don't want to admit it, we can make moves that kind of take us out of that lane. Mm -hmm. um, it's a real thing. Yeah, Being a successful artist is not just a function of being dope, being technically on top of your craft. It's a function of being, of what you're doing, being accepted in the culture at, that moment and people right. being excited about it at right. that moment enough to want to cover it. Some people craft their careers in a way to where they're going to milk whatever the current pulse of society is. Some people build their career where they can leave and come every five or seven years with one crazy album and they always stay where they're at. Mm hmm. You know, look, uh, a la D'Angelo, a la Sade, a la, yeah. you know what I mean? Certain artists, they ain't on no relevance. They always relevant. Yeah, all they got to do is drop. <laughs> you D'Angelo, all you got to do is drop. <laughs> it don't it. matter when you drop. It don't matter how long it's been mm -mm. between albums. Mm -mm. When you drop is when you drop and you're D'Angelo. Nope. That's all that matters. Oh, you've gained 100 pounds, D'Angelo. You no longer look like this fucking Adonis <laughs> super cut dude on your album cover. Right. Now you, you go all fat and shit. Hey, what the music sound like, though? <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Facts. You relevant, Facts. buddy, because you make some of the coldest music. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't matter. Yeah. yeah the uh, Black Messiah record. Yeah. One of the illest records ever. Yes, yes. Shit is so good. It probably was good 10, 15 years in between albums. Exactly. <laughs> this man dropped a record in 1995 and shit. 1997. Mm -hmm. Didn't come back till fucking 2020, <laughs> 2019. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. He was gone. He mm -hmm. was gone. It did not matter. Yeah, he don't even he, tour like that. Don't do a lot of interviews. Nope, nothing. <laughs> Shade the same way. Like, yeah. When they hear, they hear. You better catch them. <laughs> exactly. I did get to see Shade live. You know okay. what I'm saying? So, yeah. so I have that, you know, feather in my cap. But yo, yeah, like. It may never happen again. May never happen again. She may never even be in the vicinity where I could see her live. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. It's so ill when artists can do that, though. Because, mm -hmm. like, they know, they know, like, look, we not playing this relevant game. We not dropping no album every year just to stay in y'all's faces. Right. We don't care about this re relevance factor. Some of these press people make it even worse, you know, because yep. they treat a lot of the older artists as if they've fallen off simply because they've gotten older without even looking at the art they're creating before making right. an assessment. You know, you can't. Falling off isn't just because you've gotten older. Mm -hmm. Falling off should be a function of the art you make. Yeah. If your art fell off, you fell off. But if you're just as good, if not better, then you should always have a spot, you know? Yeah. But compare that to fucking an essential service. All right. But nobody cares if a fucking plumber ain't in your face. Is that number still there? Nobody care. You know what I'm saying? You ain't penalizing no plumber for being on the scene too long. Man, you've been cleaning toilets too long, dog. You don't, uh-uh, man. I need a new plumber. Shoot, if anything, it helps. <laughs> yeah, 
It's a it's a great you be like, how long y'all been in business? Oh, you got the job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've been in business 150 years, your company. Oh, word. Okay. Come get this money. <laughs> Come get this work. <laughs> you talking to somebody a mutant artist like, oh, you've been rapping for 20 years. Nope. That's not yeah. the new hotness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me go take my money over there. Yeah. You know, the relevance thing plays, it plays a, a role in a lot of artists' careers. And it's unfortunate, but we have to see, like, that shit makes it so difficult for artists. Yeah, and sometimes artists lose themselves trying to stay relevant. Yes. You're trying to make music that don't sound nothing like music that you make, but you're yeah. trying to sound like these, you know, cats that are relevant now that are, you know, probably 10, 15 years younger than you. And you know, you you know you don't got no business making no trap music. But come on, man. You know, you trying to be relevant, you know, yeah. and, and fuck up your legacy in the process. Yeah. Yeah, that has ruined a lot of good artists mm-hmm. trying to chase those trends and stay relevant instead of just doing what got them there and just just improve upon it over time. You know, mm-hmm. add on it, improve upon it. You ain't gotta change to try to, you know, get the teenagers to buy your records when the majority of your fan base is is, is adults and shit. You right. know. But yeah, that makes it a lot harder. And that's something that you ain't even got to worry about. Like on the other side of that shit, it's like, man, I be thinking about this shit. Like nobody cares about how long I've been driving. They only care if the shit don't get there. Right. Am I good at it or not? Yeah. Am I good or not? They don't give a fuck. They don't care. You know? (sighs) Last bullet point of the night. The last reason why it's more difficult to have a career in music is more competition. Everybody want to rap. Everybody want to sing. Everybody play an instrument. Everybody make beats. <laughs> you got a laptop. You got a studio. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of whack. It kind of fucks the whole game up. Yes. Very much so. Because there's no barrier of entry. Mm-hmm. See, everybody might want to make the money that truck drivers make. Mm-hmm. But everybody ain't trying to go to truck driving school. Right. Four weeks, eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Damn. You mean I can't work another job? And okay. Everybody trying to do the job. Right. Everybody want to rap though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say, oh, I got garage, man. I'm an artist now. Mm-hmm. As soon as I hit that download button. I'm a rapper. Yep. I'm a producer. I'm a producer. I got fruity loops. Yep. I got Ableton. I'm a producer now, dog. You know, you don't see that. And it creates this thing where like, yeah, there's so many people doing it that there's so many voices. There's so much noise Mm -hmm. that because it's already harder to get your name out there. And then you got all these people in it who 20 years ago wouldn't have been in it. Right. 25 years ago. When I got I got my first uh, sampler in December of 1996. Mm. I got my EPS, Sonic EPS. I put it on layaway starting in June of 96. Took me at layaway, yeah. I did layaway for those of you. Some old school shit at the pawn shop. Mm. It was $800. I was a college senior. That was a lot of money in 96. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> For a piece of equipment that you, you yeah. know, you might or might not, you know, make your money back using, you know. Didn't come with no For manual. a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> no manual. Yeah. You know, and this was no no Google. You couldn't just Google 
the shit. You know right. what I mean? So it's like, yeah. But everybody who was doing beats like that, doing beats back then, had the exact same hurdle. Mm-hmm. You had to commit financially before you had an opportunity to make music to become that thing. Now there's so many more people and it's so much more competition that it's harder to get your voice heard. Yeah. That doesn't exist. There will always be a, a shortage of electricians, plumbers, HVAC, tradesmen, carpenters, truck drivers. They not work. We not even competing with each other. Like I be right. talking to my dude on my couch, like, yo, man, how I many miles you man? I did fucking twenty seven hundred this week. Man, I wish I almost cracked three. How many man? I did like twenty five hundred dollars. It's like none of us are thinking, I could have got more if you didn't get that load. Right. It's all like, yo, there's enough miles for everybody. There's enough freight. There's too much freight out here. There's mm-hmm. too many miles out here and too few drivers. I ain't experienced that shit in rap since the 90s. <laughs> it's true. It's true because of that barrier. I mean, same with being a DJ. You had to buy fucking tables to be yep. a DJ and a mixer. Now you can buy a controller that costs you $100 and again. you would DJ. Yep. Immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it was a definite, you know, different, you know, rate of entry back then. You know, everybody didn't have, you know, $800, $1,000, $2,000 to buy tables or an MPC mm-hmm. or an SP or, you know, like now, like I said, you got a laptop, you got a studio. Yeah. And it made people work together more because we couldn't afford all that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like we all chipped in, I think we got our, our eight track or four track or something. We got it. It might've been the 16. The, the 16. The, the DBS 12 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We had, yeah, we all kicked in like a couple hundred bucks for that joint, but we knew that none of us individually had the bread for it. <laughs> right, right, right. So we we were we were in a crew like, hey, every if everybody throws in this much, we can get this and we record anytime we want to on our own. Mm-hmm. Made us work together more, you know, and uh and increased our chances of success. Um, but we had to do that then. Now it's so much easier to get everything that you don't really gotta work with people like that you can become an island of a music artist and then you know but then you gotta deal with the competition because everybody's out there doing it now right so that is it that's it for this week um you know i hope y'all enjoyed this conversation i'm gonna read back these points about why making it in the music industry is so difficult number one no apprenticeships Number two, music is not essential. Number three, no definitive path to success. Number four, higher standard of success. Number five, no collective wins. Number six, moving target. Number seven, the relevance factor. Number eight, more competition. That's it for this week. Uh, We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. listening to super duty tough work subscribe to the podcast on itunes follow the podcast on soundcloud peace shoot i got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about i mean super duty tough work huh?